It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. So there's a little hot spot. I wonder where what's causing that. Good question. You think the commissioner would know something about that? He might. Our guest on the program today is uh, Bruce Walker, Custer County Commissioner. Welcome to the program again. Thank you, gentlemen. Good morning, sir. It's always good to have someone from the commissioner's office join us, talk about what's going on. I, I just I just often wonder if it's much fun for you as it is for us. We hope so anyway. Oh, I enjoy coming. Okay then. Right. So what's going on? Give us a report first on kind of what's happening. Where are you this summer? Uh, man, it's been a busy, busy summer. Been a, a tough uh, last ten days or so with all the storm damage in and around Weatherford. Uh, we got called out Sunday a week ago, Sunday four a.m. Uh, I live right south of town. Didn't even hear the storm. We didn't really get much down there, but. You know, of course, in the Weatherford area, uh, we had lots of power lines down, lots of trees down. Um, that major transmission line on Arapahoe Road was a big one. So we, we got out, started, you know, closing roads and had lots of trees across roads and, and still have a lot of storm damage we're working on. So been a bit busy a couple weeks. So where do you take uh, your limbs and uh, the brush that you pick up? Uh, I've I've said uh, several times that people in the country need to take care of their own debris on their property, and we will take care of the you know debris in the right of ways. Uh, City of Weatherford's offering curbside pickup. Uh, county really doesn't have that. We don't have the capability to do that now. We will in the Weatherford area. The things we clean up will go to our yard where we burn some trees occasionally. Uh, and I don't really know. I was going to ask the mayor if uh, you know Weatherford has a lot of people that live right outside of the side of the city limits that are actually part of the community i don't know if they're eligible to go to the landfill or not but that's a that's they something. are they are i can tell you because i I'm, i don't live in the city limits and but i get city water but, yes but the guy told me when i took a load out the other day that they weren't even checking that yeah, right now making sure that uh, people in weatherford and around the area had a place to go dump their their trees and if they were going to go the trouble to bring them out yes. they'd take them and it's been a really good community effort. I tell you, we've heard some really good stories about how people reached out and helped their neighbors. Uh, you know, we didn't have church. A lot of people didn't have power. Uh, a lot of people went home, put their work clothes on, went and helped their neighbors. So it, it's amazing how fast we've cleaned up Weatherford. Uh, and we had we had some groups. Uh, the Baptist uh, Chainsaw Team came in, and they're still here. I've uh, been staying at First Baptist Church, working in the community of people that need assistance. So they, they make a movie about that, the Baptist Chainsaw Team. <laughs> <laughs> well, they could probably. <laughs> I know that uh, in that in, in Earl uh, neighborhood up on Camelot. Yep. Uh, he was out early uh, Sunday morning, no church, but he was out helping the neighbors there, uh, he, and they said he was a great chainsaw master. I bet. I bet. Uh, he That's, grew up a working man, bricklayer uh, by trade. His dad was, and he he learned to work. So, that's kind of the area that got hit the worst. You know, it's, kind of it's, by the high school and, and a little bit to the south and east of there, right? Yes, and of course, out on Arapahoe Road, you know, out uh, north the old fishing hole. That 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 looks like a little tornado right there. There was one house that lost all its roof, all the rafters. Uh, a lot of extensive damage out there, but it's real selective. We drove around Sunday after church a little bit in the Pine Acres area. Lots of big trees that weren't even touched. So uh, There was one land across Sabre Street, the entire tree just yes. laid across the street there. Thought it would die right so, there. So there were trees, big trees, that were uprooted in this storm, which was unusual. Why, you think? Lots of rain. You know, the ground's totally saturated. That's where we're at a critical level right now. If the rain stops, we're going to make it. But if it keeps raining, once that ground's saturated, it doesn't take much of a rain to run off and do damage. Of course, even on the golf course, we saw big, mature trees pushed over. 
uh, ground totally saturated. I heard on Mesonet uh, the ground moisture level even uh, 18 inches down is really saturated. So, And that's good for the future farmers. It, is. Uh, it restores our water on. table, fills up our lakes and ponds, and it's a blessing. But you've got to deal with some of the, the adverse effect of the It is. And, the, and of course, rain. we've been working, you know, heavy on this Invenergy Road restoration uh, while we're still doing our regular maintenance. And we take care of uh, almost 470 miles of roads. So it's tough. We're never caught up. And then we're trying to do that, working with the weather. Of course, everyone is mowing this year like it's a, you know, it looks like a rainforest out there. So. Which, which brings to mind the work crews. We need to pay more attention and, and, and slow down. And, and that applies to the guys cutting the weeds as well as the ones doing the road repair. I tell you, that's a little frustrating sometimes. On Arapahoe Road, we got out and closed that road. We had a transmission line on the ground. And uh, you might not even see that at a glance, but it looks real neutral. Those transmission lines carry from 50 to 500,000 volts. And they will kill you from 25 feet away if the ground's energized. So we... We marked those roads and blocked them, and we would see people move the barricades and drive around them. I mean, it, that's constantly a problem with us. And once we get into this lot of road construction, uh, we've got Highway 54 construction, Lyle Road construction, Airport Road construction. It's going to be inconvenient, but people through the, through uh, probably get started on a lot of road around August. They're going to have to pay attention to those warning signs and uh, plan a little extra commute time. Yeah, don't move the barriers. They're there for a reason, You know, that happened about three years ago. (laughs) We had an incident in one of the counties, I think it was Custer County, where there was a bridge out. Yes. Barriers up on both sides. And you got to figure out, how did they get the car in there? Who drove around the barrier? You had to move it. But that happened. Real life story. It really, really, are you sure? It is a real yes. life. Yes, yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've, I've actually been a few years back, Deer Creek Road, Dairy by Golf Course gets lots of water, and I was out there by myself putting up barricades and caution tape, and I had a lady drive around it, and I kind of got stern with her. She called the courthouse and reported me. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm out there trying to save you <laughs> and protect. Public safety is a big focus for all of county government, well, whether it be the road crews or the sheriff's department. Uh, well, the last thing you want is someone driving off of a road into a, a creek yes. or into a power line. And, well, and, and like you said, you don't really realize the effectiveness of we, that uh, the Sunday morning, we voltage had some, going some down the joggers headed right toward that transmission line. You could have been so close Ooh. before you even realized it was there. Yeah. And then uh, I think it was Sunday evening, either that or Monday evening, we actually had a pickup that tried to drive across that was hung up. I uh, had to get a record out there, so Boy, just go figure. Very good. 16 minutes after 7 o'clock, you're listening to News Talk, KCLI 99.3 FM. It's the right time for Western Oklahoma on News Talk, KCLI. You know it's really tough keeping your CPAP machine clean and safe. That's why Priority Home Medical Equipment has quality, durable medical equipment like masks, cushions, hoses, and supplies, so you can be sure that your CPAP machine stays clean and functioning properly. For all of your home medical needs, keep it safe. Ask your doctor or medical provider to use or prescribe to Priority Home Medical Equipment. Priority Home Medical Equipment on South 30th Street in Clinton or find them at PriorityHomeMedicalEquipment.com. The Binger Nursing and Rehabilitation Care Facility offers skilled nursing in a quiet setting of a small town. We pride ourselves with positive attitudes and you can rest assured your loved one is receiving the most loving care possible. We offer physical, occupational, and speech therapy and a wide range of planned activities on and off-site. 
Come join us for a tour of our facility at Binger Nursing and Rehabilitation. We have the highest facility ratings for care in the area, according to government sources. Binger Nursing Facility, the place for someone you love. Research shows people ignore radio ads. While I want you to remember that Liberty Mutual customizes and saves you hundreds on home insurance, I know no one's listening, so I can say anything. I can even tell Jenny that I never stop thinking about us. Sometimes I almost call, but I only truly feel safe revealing this in the privacy of my nationally broadcast radio ad. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Savings may vary underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and affiliates excludes Massachusetts. Liberty, 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 Liberty. 18 minutes after uh, 7 o'clock, hour number two of the right time for Western Oklahoma. Our guest today is Bruce Walker, who's the uh, Custer County Commissioner and one of three. Yes. And you have some good people to work with. Yes. Lyle Miller and, your, and his crew uh, in District 3. Yes. And Wade Anders, in District, District one. 1. And then Bruce Walker, District 2. Yes. Which District 1 and 2 has some crossover in Weatherford. Uh, they do, and, and three and one do in Clinton. Uh, so, you know, we divide the county equally for road maintenance, but for voting, for for that, we have to do it by population. And, of course, Weatherford is uh, the higher population area, so Commissioner uh, Anders has uh, about half of the old old town of Weatherford. Uh, I think oh, Kansas Street, uh, the west half is his, and then in Clinton it splits that way for those two guys. Well, you mentioned a lot of roads, so uh, where are we? I see people out there looking around, and I saw a guy doing some survey work, but still no real work. Well, they're moving those utilities. In fact, we have a, uh, on, it's supposed to be an on-site pre-construction meeting today on that, so we're actually going to meet at our District 2 office, and uh, that'll bring uh, the people, all the parties involved together to kind of get on the same page, and I think we'll have a, a pretty firm start date after today's meeting, and uh, I anticipate that right about the time school starts, we'll get get fired off. So uh, the plans. Tell us how what that's going to look like when that road's finished. You know, this I've got multiple sets of plans. I glanced at those this morning. Uh, the first set I showed way back in about oh fifteen or sixteen, but uh, it's going to be it's going to be manageable, nice ditches. It's going to have a big water retention pond in that first mile. Uh, I think it's a last time I'd noticed that it was like a 50 acre pond there to kind of meter that water out. It's going to be a nice asphalt road. There's going to be some turn lanes and parts of that. So uh, if you kind of notice there, we've we've moved the, we've acquired easement on the south side of the road and they moved a lot of those utilities. So that road I think will get widened to the south. Uh, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a super nice asset for the community. But it's going to be painful during construction. It's about a 300-day project, depending on weather. So, so that, that will go down to a point then where the city owns the property. Well, it goes uh, to Lark. Not the city, but it's in the city. Uh, yes, this project goes to Lark, uh, which is two miles. Uh, and then we have plans. I'm going to use some of my uh, ARPA funds to connect with the city of Weatherford. Hopefully we can combine and, and finish that last little stretch from Lark to Lyle. We kind of need both those projects to be completed so we can tie that together. So what uh, what do you do about the houses being so close to the road? Is that road, will that narrow down, you think? It will definitely narrow down. Uh, if you notice, part of that, the, the apartments on the south side, some of that has curb and gutter. That would kind of be the established road edge. But Very good. So that's coming up, and then 54, we... We don't see a lot of work out there yet. Uh, if if you get up north, the the curve up there, you see extensive work there, and actually they're gonna they're gonna have a big uh, concrete box culvert there, shift that road. It won't be 100% straight or level, but it will be much safer and a less elevation change, a lot safer. I drove through there this past weekend, 
and I didn't realize how many turns and dips and and at night when it's raining, that's kind of dangerous. At least for old yes. people like myself. Well, and are you are you declaring <laughs> that you're old? I'm getting there real fast at night, especially. But and at any rate, I thought it was great work that they were doing. And yes, that 990 road right at the very north edge of that is is just a blind hill. Uh, and of course, we drive heavy trucks, dump trucks, all that loaded trucks going through those corners. It, it's scary. So. One thing that the county commissioners do that a lot of people don't realize is uh, you work together in very much an administrative capacity. Yes. And it's more so now than it used to be. People used to just think that county commissioners handle roads. And, and, and that's just not true. No. Uh, the, the Board of County Commissioners really is the administrative body for the county, and we deal with all kinds of things. Uh, uh, we have a meeting once, uh, once a week on Monday mornings, and uh, I've been the chairman this second year. I've been the chairman, so I have some other duties there. I spend quite a little bit of time uh, with courthouse business, so uh, working with all kinds of things, from the county fair to the health department to um, just all kinds of things. So what, what's sort of the top of the list right now that you're working we, on within the county? Well, at, as far as at the courthouse, we've just kind of finished our bathroom remodel, kind of got those back open. Uh, we're actually remodeling the, the canteen a little bit, a light remodel in there. We had some plumbing. Part of that building is old. Uh, there was an addition in the 80s uh, with the new bathrooms, modern facilities that flush fast. We, we had some problems with the old existing plumbing. We had to actually uh, go in there and saw some concrete floors out and replace that. But uh, still, we still have a storage issue. We've really kind of kicked that can down the road a little ways. We're getting ready to start on that in the old jail within the east portion of the courthouse. We're going to uh, pretty much gut out those. Uh, there's a cell block for women and one for men. We're going to take all the old bunks, uh, cell doors, all that out, and kind of do a light remodel, put some lighting in there, and gain some some nice storage that's already heated and cool. So, very good. So, next, have you made it to any of the concerts in Clinton on Friday evenings? I have not, but I sure wanted to. I. I, I <laughs> We were actually out working. Last, oh yeah, that's right. You had there Friday with, night still. Yeah. And I thought, man, I'd rather be at that concert. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But at any rate, what else is going on that's entertaining? Do you have anything at the county that we can laugh about? Oh man, Mustafa, you put me on the spot. I always uh, do. That. That's my curveball. And uh, I tell you what, it, it's it's a good day, even with the problems we incur. Uh, it, it's a blessing to live in in Custer County. For me, we all come together. I think do an excellent job throughout our county working together. You're seeing a lot more cooperation between the communities. Uh, I see rural fire departments. All the fire departments co cooperating with each other, and and uh, sheriff's department as far as cross jurisdiction with all the police departments and. It's just a joy to me to see it come together. I know. I, I spoke with the mayor yesterday on this very studio about how lovable the people were and how many comments I've gotten from other people pertaining to that very thing, how much we really help when we need to help. And some of that kind of lead over into future days in which you really don't expect help, but it's there. And and, sure. the, and it's a good calling card for Mike Brown to, and David Barone and Corey Speaker. That's Elk City. Yeah, I was thinking Weatherford. the other day that, you know, really we're sort of like the Tri-Cities out here. Yes. And, and and that's not a put down any of the smaller towns, but you've not got Elk City, Clinton, and Weatherford right on I-40 that are, are all doing well. A lot yes. of diversity there. And, and, and I-40 is a big part of that. I remember uh, down in Altus campaigning there several years ago, and their comment was, well, you want the state senator from Altus because you guys have I-40 up at Clinton and Weatherford. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a big deal today to be on the interstate. It's it, really is, it's bigger than what it used to be to – 
uh, be on a railroad. At one time, if yes. you weren't on a railroad, you were in trouble. Yes. And Clinton was a was in a uh, good situation because yes. you had the crossroads of right. railroads. 183, and we, we were a mecca there, and I think we still are in terms of location. And we're still thriving to be there and be a big part of this economy out here. So Very fortunate to be on I-40. And uh, you're starting to see the effects of that in some smaller communities that are a little more disconnected. They don't have jobs. They don't have tax base. It's getting tougher to beat the basic needs of government. And we do have some small towns uh, out in western Oklahoma that are struggling because of that very thing. Yes. And I don't know what you do about it. I mean, it's it, th- those towns were were founded on a farming community being very close with with a farmer on every quarter section of land. And those towns were within driving distance, not in car, not by yes. car, but by horse and buggy. So you yes. needed those towns. And, and uh, today, you know, it's easy to get from one place to the other. People from from Clinton, Weatherford, go to Oklahoma City. Yes. Now you can be there in an hour. So we fight that battle here in a different way. People yes. from Butler and and the surrounding towns will come to Weatherford, Clinton, Elk City to do some of their shopping. For sure. And as the county, we, we, we use vendors in Clinton. We use them in Elk City. It's kind of a team effort for all that. But it's, it is tough. Nowadays. So the county uh, growth uh, in the census of uh, 2020, uh, Weatherford had some growth. Did that, was that reflected in the county as a whole? A little bit of growth in the county's whole. I think some areas shrunk a little, and, and the Weatherford area grew. Um, I heard it stated that Weatherford was the only town west of Highway 81 that showed growth in the last 10 years. That is a, that's impressive because uh, there's some large communities. And that helps the county as a whole have more growth and, and more potential. Uh, and, and a lot of these counties uh, have shrunk. Yes. Uh, and the county seat towns, which used to be a big part of that, are, are also shrinking. So. Anadarko, I noticed... You know, I lived there for 16 years, and they had about 7,500 people there most of the time I lived there from 1975 until I moved in 91 back to Weatherford. But uh, Anadarko now is down to like 5,900 people. Wow. And, and Hobart, I don't know what the numbers are, but it's Hobart's down. A lot of the you know, surrounding communities, uh, counties, you, know, you take a county with three to 3,500 people, it's, it's tough. Uh, so do, you, do you ever see the possibility of combining counties into districts or something because honestly that's probably the right thing to do you know that's where people talk about even consolidating schools it sounds really good on paper but the logistics of making that happen the three commissioners here in Custer County we are busy constantly couldn't handle anymore so I just can't imagine uh, sometimes when we we look at those projects uh, then we go back the way they were state constitution would have to be changed that'd be a pretty big step to well get there's that been changed. a movement at least in Oklahoma City and Tulsa to go back to what they call home rule, yes. and the rural counties have pretty much fought that. Uh, you know, Oklahoma County would like to be able to change the way they do it. I tell you, the, one of the things you're starting to see is people that get elected that have never ever been in a rural setting at all. They don't even have a concept of uh, farming, ranching, oil and gas. You know, it's it's an urban mentality that uh, you ha- still have to have these roads maintained so you can get right. to the oil and gas well to you know and, and get the produce to market it's it's uh, we're we're in a changing culture for sure and it's it's getting tougher for rural america so who drives the property taxes because i understand those are rising again right from what i understand so who takes care of that i, I would imagine your taxes are going up because of inflation and the inflated value of your house uh, a lot of times people say uh, you know say oh my house went up in value your money actually went down in value is what the deal is. 
So uh, you bought a house that was $50,000 years ago, now it's worth two hundred. You're going to pay more taxes on that. I know in the property states we pay attention to that because we want those home values to stay up because that money goes into the municipality, not the county. Uh, the majority of your abnormal taxes goes to schools and votex. In Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. It and and it, it, it's a problem for small towns because they have the only source of revenue is sales tax or revenue from water and, and maybe utilities. electricity if they own the utility, uh, the, the distribution system. For but them. even the cost to maintain and operate those systems it's expensive. is expensive. Nowadays. Yeah, it so is. It is tougher for smaller communities. Uh, uh, you know, even like Clinton, that Sutherlands will be a super good asset, a tax generator for them. Weatherford has a lot of business going on. They continue to set a sales tax record. That's due to inflation, too, because the same thing they cost 100 now costs 130 so you're paying more tax on it. No doubt. Hey, thank you for being on today. Yeah. Any other announcements you have before you get out of here? No, just uh, it's all good. 300 days. It's always enjoyable to have you on. Bruce Walker, County Commissioner, District 2 for Custer County. Thank we, you, guys. We heard that 300-day story from the mayor as well. So two weeks. That's, that's, what that's one contract. year, baby. Say, just two weeks. One year to get those roads done. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, sir. Appreciate thank it. You, Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.